It was the third day since he died And it was said he would arise And from the grave this lamb come forth Oh, I have reason to rejoice He chose the place He chose the hour That he would rise By his own power A sacrifice Three days ago Oh, praise God The Lamb arose There rose a Lamb In Jerusalem
like he said, he's not here. You won't find him among the dead, he's not here. He's conquered since prison, he's not here. He's risen. Thank you. 
Bridesburg. And the reason we celebrate this morning is because we recognize that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he is alive and he arose. And because of that, we have life eternal. And so we have a reason to celebrate this morning. For those of you joining us through television or through Facebook Live this morning, I'm Brother Brad Walker. I'm the pastor here at Brownsburg Baptist Church, and we are so very glad to have you with us today. And we pray this is a wonderful Resurrection Sunday for you and for your family as well. And for those of you on Facebook Live, reach out to us. Let us know you're there. Uh, you can comment there at the, at the bottom, and we'd love to be able to pray for you and, and know what, anything we could do to minister to you and your family. So glad that you have joined us today. I would like to remind you that uh, we're focused during uh, this season of the year on North American missions, and uh, we're looking towards the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, and that's an opportunity for us to support our missionaries here in North America and their church planning uh, efforts. And so uh, if you have not yet given to that offering, we ask that you pray about that and that you might give. Uh, we're just about $800 away from our $4,000 goal this year, and so uh, we'd love for you to be able to give in that way today. Again, we do have a lot going on. I hope that you've looked in your bulletin. Uh, tonight is a Family Life Sunday. I hope that you have an opportunity to, today to be able to spend a lot of time with family and to be able to celebrate together. Last year was tough, wasn't it? Uh, we weren't able to be with family and friends. We weren't able to be here. And so we're so thankful for this Sunday uh, to be able to do those things. And so uh, to not spend that time with family. And uh, because of spring break, we will not be having our Brownsburg Discipleship University classes on Wednesday night. And so make note of that as well. We do have many on our prayer list this week, and we certainly want to remember uh, all of those names. I'm sure that you added many during your Sunday school hour as well, and we want to pray for those needs. But most importantly, we want to pray for the lost around about us. And I recognize that today, uh, in a congregation this size, and for folks that are watching on television or on Facebook Live, uh, we've got people who don't yet know Christ as personal Lord and Savior. And they don't understand the reason for this great celebration today if you have not yet been forgiven. And so I pray that today will be a day of salvation for many. And I hope that you have the opportunity, even today, uh, to be able to have a gospel conversation with someone. Maybe somebody in your family during lunch, during dinner tonight. Uh, make a point to let them know that this is about a lot more than Easter eggs and bunnies and dressing up pretty. This is about a risen Savior. and His name is Jesus. And he desires to have a relationship with them. And so we want to pray for those times and those conversations at this time this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you. And Lord, we celebrate. We celebrate today because we recognize you are risen and we're forgiven. And because of that, we have a reason to celebrate. We have a reason to praise you. Because we recognize that before that, that we were dead in our sins. But because of what you have done for us, Lord. We are forgiven and we are yours forever. 
And so, Lord, today I pray that you would stir hearts. During this time, help us to lift our hearts and our voices to you. Help us to give our our full attention to you in worship today. And, Lord, we do pray for those gospel conversations today, beginning right here during this service and going on throughout the rest of the day and the week. Lord, help us to share this glorious message of the gospel with those around us. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together. Christ the Lord is risen today. This morning during our open time of prayer here at the altar, perhaps the Lord has laid a need upon your heart. Maybe there's someone this morning that you're praying uh, that they might come to know Christ. Maybe there's a health issue, maybe there's a broken relationship, but uh, we all come with different burdens upon our hearts. And we want to make sure that we're focused on what the Lord wants to speak into our lives this morning. And so here in just a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to come to this altar and lay those burdens down here at this altar. And I would ask you, as you do that, leave them here. Don't try to take them back with you. The Lord desires to to take that which is is weighing upon you and take it upon himself. He is able to take and carry that which is too heavy for us. And so with every head bowed and with all eyes closed this morning, the altar is open this time. Come, let's spend some time in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And we thank you for the opportunity to lay our burdens down. Lord, to recognize that we are forgiven. And Lord, that you can handle any situation or circumstance of this life. And those things that would crush us under their weight. Lord, you can carry them. You can take them off of us. And Lord, you can carry them for us. And so Lord, I just pray today that whatever the need might be. Lord, if it's praying for a a lost loved one. If it's a health issue. If it's a broken relationship. If it's a financial issue. Lord, as we lay that down, Lord, that we might truly trust you with it, give it over to you, and Lord, that we might live 
and freedom and the peace that you've called us to live in. Lord, I know there are many today who need to come to salvation. Many today who, who need to turn away from sin and call out to you to be their Savior and Lord. Lord, I pray that today you would do that work that only you can do. And Lord, that we would have reason to celebrate today. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With me as we sing that's a great song. He lives. Sing with me. Well, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him.
Conquered the grave 
He is David's root and the Lamb who died to answer the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, He has made us a kingdom and priests to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Thank you, thank you, thank you. feel like I could give the invitation after that, but I'm not going to. Amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter 6. One verse this morning that we're going to be looking at. One verse. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And we thank you that we have a reason to celebrate because you are worthy. You are worthy of all the honor. You are worthy of all the praise. You are worthy of all the glory. Because you are the one who took on death itself and defeated it. You are the one who was in the grave and you arose to life again. And so, Lord, this morning I pray that there's even one today that doesn't yet know you as Savior and as Lord. Lord, that you might convict them of sin and cause them to recognize their great need for this great gift of salvation. And that they might come to know you as Savior and Lord today. Lord, I know that I'm a very weak vessel. I pray that you might lay me behind the cross, Lord. That only you would be seen, that only you would be heard today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If your house was like mine this morning, then uh, you probably woke up to uh, the excitement of children opening up Easter baskets and finding those gifts and finding those surprises inside of those eggs. And so uh, how many of you woke up and, and got an Easter basket this morning? Raise your hand. Some of you. Okay. Okay. How many of you wish that you'd woken up and gotten an Easter basket this morning? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why only the kids get them, but uh, it seems like that's kind of been, been the routine here lately. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we all love getting gifts. We all love receiving those kind of things. And in my family, Robin and uh, Levi and Liz Kate have a certain gift-giving, uh, uh, I guess, gift that you might say. 
Uh, Robin is great at giving gifts. She, she's one of those who she comes up with all kinds of special things. Sometimes she'll uh, come up with a, a trip for us to go on or some kind of special thing for us to experience. Or She's a person who will actually listen to you and, 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 okay, that's something you wanted, and go back and get it for you. She's pretty good at that, and I, and I appreciate that about her. Levi, uh, he loves giving gifts. In fact, at Christmas this year, he gave his uh, little sister a Christmas tree and Christmas ornaments for her bedroom, and then he, gave his, he got his brother a, uh, some, some stuff for his PlayStation. And so we had gone and gotten it. This was a couple weeks before Christmas, and he wrapped it up, and he said, I just can't wait to give it to him. So he gave it to him that night because uh, he definitely believes it is more blessed to give than to receive. He just loves to see the reaction on their faces. But then there's, there's Liz Kate. When Liz Kate gives you something, it's because she's made it. Uh, Liz Kate, she'll, she'll work on a picture and, and she'll give it to you and she'll explain what it is and give you all, all of, of the details about it. She'll color a picture and then she'll tell you, don't you just love it? And, and your answer is yes, I just love it. Daniel and I are a little different, aren't we? Yeah. Our gift giving happens, you might refer to the last minute, okay? And so let's say, you know, you need to give a gift the next day. Somewhere around 10.30 at night, the night before, Daniel and I recognize that this is, this is a need. And so we go to Walmart, we get a card, and then we head for the gift card display. That is, that is how we like to do it. But granted, we love getting a gift card. If anyone gets to give us a gift card, we love getting gift cards. But we, we'll get that gift card, and that's, that's how we do it. But there's one thing that all of us have in common, and that is, is that we all love to get and receive good gifts, don't we? We all love to receive a good gift. If, if I was to offer you $10,000 today, you'd be happy, wouldn't you? We all like to receive a good gift. Well, the greatest joy that I can tell you about this morning is more than something that you can receive in an Easter basket. It's much greater than a chocolate bunny. It's much greater than money in an egg. It's much greater than the fancy clothes and hats that we might have. Today we have something much greater to celebrate. What makes today the greatest day of the year for us as Christians is the fact of God giving us the greatest gift of all. And that greatest gift of all is that Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, was willing to go to the cross of Calvary to die in our place. He was dead in the grave for three days, but on today, on this Resurrection Sunday, on this particular day in the calendar year, Jesus arose. And he is alive. And so we have something to celebrate. We have a great gift because God's gift changed everything. And so briefly this morning, I just want to show you three things that this gift has done. First of all, God's gift is needed. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God's gift is needed. There's some gifts, how do I say this? There are some gifts that no one needs, okay? For instance, when Robin and I were at our, uh, our last church in Paducah, Bellevue Baptist Church, I'm going to call their name because of what they gave me, okay? We got invited, this is before even Daniel was born, we got invited to a Sunday school party at Christmas. And do you know what they gave me? They gave me a rubber chicken. <laughs> Listen to me, nobody needs a rubber chicken, Nobody, but that's what I received. There's another time, you know, as a sophomore in high school, there's a lot of good gifts. A good gift for a 16-year-old in, in high school is not 
a children's coloring book and crayons. There's probably no, no 16-year-old that's just really excited about this. But I had a family member who received a, a very interesting gift. One Christmas, there was a family member of mine, and they got a turtleneck sweater, okay, which is a good gift. Except for this turtleneck sweater, each arm was about four feet long, okay? And the neck of it was about a foot long. So I'm, I'm convinced that it was actually designed for a giraffe rather than for a person. And so, you know, no one really needs a giraffe turtleneck, but, you know, that's the gifts that sometimes we receive. But there is one gift, there's one gift that everyone needs. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why are we in such desperate need of God's gift? It's because we have all sinned and we all fall short of his glory. It's because of sin. What is sin? John tells us in 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. So sin is anything that leads us away from God. And he speaks of, of, of lust. And, and lust is, is, is something that, that you know, causes us to lust after money. We lust after um, unhealthy relationships. We lust after power. Uh, we lust after so many things in this life that lead us away from God and what he desires for our lives. But he says other than, other than lust, there's also this pride issue that leads us into sin. And more than lust, sometimes I believe that it is pride that causes so many people to end up going to hell. And some here this morning will walk out of here and choose not to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And it is the sin of pride that will be the root of that. Because I don't want people to see me going forward. I, I wouldn't, I, that would be too embarrassing. I, those people are going to judge me. And so pride keeps us in our seat. We listen to the lie of the enemy, Satan himself, and we allow pride to keep us from coming to Jesus. And ultimately, if we continue to live in that pride, we will die separated from God and we will go to hell. Pride is a huge issue. And so because of sin, but also we need this great gift because of our sentence. Well, what is our sentence? We're told here by Paul that the wages of sin is death. And so a wage is a price for something. It's a price that must be paid. And so if we're to go to one of our wonderful restaurants in this area and have a nice meal and and, and, and enjoy all the ambiance around us, there's going to be a price at the end of of the night, okay? They're going to bring you a bill and there's going to be a price that has to be paid for all that you have consumed. Or maybe you are going home this afternoon and uh, you, you're really hungry because the preacher went over, okay? And so you might be, might be going a little over the speed limit. And so a police officer just happens to be out there, and he clocks you going a little over the speed limit, and so he pulls you over, and he's going to give you a ticket. And that ticket is going to be the price that has to be paid for the law that you have broken, for the law that you have violated. There's going to be a price that has to be paid. Or our sin's price is much higher than that of a nice meal or of a traffic violation. Our sin's price is death itself. But more than death, our sin, if unforgiven, will cost us an eternity separated from God in hell. Which leads us to the third reason that we so desperately need this gift. And that is because of our standing. John 3, 17 and 18 says this. 
For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Do you see what it says there? We are presently without a relationship with Christ. If, if we have not accepted what Jesus Christ has done for us, we are presently under the condemnation of God. Not sometime in the, in the future after our death, but presently. That is a horrible place to be. That is a horrible way to live your life under the wrath of God, under the condemnation of God. But that is where we are if we choose to live in our sin. But so many choose that. And so here's the application for you this morning. Have you received this much-needed gift into your life? Have you received the gift that only God can give? Maybe you need to come right now. Maybe you need to be saved right here and right now. You know what? If you've ever wanted to interrupt the preacher, this would be a great time if you need to get saved right now. You could do that. You could interrupt me right now. And we would celebrate if that's the decision that you need to make. Because you know what? So many people, we, we put it off. We put off this most important decision. We have, we have people who have watched on television and, and on Facebook Live our services in the past. And, and um, you know, the invitation has been given. And we've had people who have come into the church after watching on, on television or Facebook Live because they wanted to talk to me or, or one of our members who, who they had a close relationship with. And, and they knew they needed to come to Christ. And so they left their house and they came here. And they said, I just need to talk to somebody because I know I need Jesus and I need him tonight. You see, when the Holy Spirit begins to convict you of sin and your need for this greatest gift of all, listen to me this morning. Don't run away. Don't push him away. You desperately need God's great gift. But secondly, God's gift is available. It's available. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. In the summer of 2002, I made the best decision in my life, well, the second best, after accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. But I'm, it was a great decision to propose to Robin and ask her to, to marry me. And so uh, I made some big plans to be a really romantic guy, you know. And so uh, I was 22 and didn't know how to do much. And so uh, I decided, you know what, we love the lake. And so I went and I rented a boat. I didn't know how to cook at the time, so I did the next best thing, and I went to Food Giant, and I got the fried chicken, you know, and all the sides, and I put it in a nice, I think my mom gave me a nice picnic basket, and I put it all in that picnic basket, but more than the nice food and everything, you know what I had in my pocket? I had a diamond ring. I had a diamond ring in my pocket, and I, and I had a plan of what I was going to do, and so we went out to, to one of the bays there on beautiful Kentucky Lake, and and uh, we, we ate a wonderful lunch, and then at the end of that lunch, I got down on one knee and got that, that ring out of my pocket, and I asked Robin to marry me that day. Now, you know, more than just asking her to, to, to accept a, a, an expensive piece of jewelry, that, that's not really what that was all about. That's not really what the, the ultimate gift was. You know, it was, it was nice. It was really nice, okay? It was really nice. But, but more than that, more than that nice ring... What was I really asking Robin that day? I wasn't saying, will you take this ring from me? That's not what I was asking. I was saying to her, will you take me? Will, will you allow me to be your best friend for the rest of your life? Will you allow me to, to be your partner in life? Will you allow me to, to walk with you for the, for the rest of your life? Will you take me 
into your life. That's really what was being asked. And thankfully for me, she said yes with very little persuasion, okay? She said yes. And by accepting that offer, do you know what happened? By accepting that offer the next August, on August the 2nd of 2003, our lives became interwoven. So that now you don't really think about me without thinking about Miss Robin. And you don't think about Miss Robin without thinking about me. Because our lives have been joined together. We walk through this life in an intimate relationship that has truly redefined the rest of our lives. Where we used to be two separate people, we really are now one. It changed everything. And so I want you to see here that God's gift, God's great gift is available to you this morning, he's offering you a gift. And it is a gift, the gift of God. You cannot earn salvation. You can't earn salvation through good works. You can't earn salvation through religious activities. You can't earn salvation because your, your spouse or your parents or your kids or your best friend wants you to be saved. That's not going to get it done. You have to accept this gift. Salvation is a free gift. That was purchased for you at the highest of prices. But also it is a gift from God. It's the gift of God. That ring that I gave Robin was a gift from me to her. She paid nothing for that ring. Because of my love for her, I was more than happy to do the work necessary to purchase that for her. It was the joy for me to be able to do that. And on an infinitely greater scale, Jesus purchased your salvation with the payment of his life for yours. Only God could have paid that price, and he did because he loves you so much. But also, it is eternal life. That's what this gift is. The gift of God is eternal life. Now, gifts here on this earth, they can be lost. They can be stolen. Many times, they just over time, they'll, they'll fade away. However, the gift of God is eternal life. And that means that the moment that you accept that gift, you never have to worry about death again. Now, this mortal body, yes, this mortal body might be, might be temporary. It's going to wear out at some point. You, though, you, the real you, the soul, which is the real you, will live on forever with Jesus Christ. This all starts with him indwelling within you at the moment of salvation he comes into your life and he takes up residence within your life and from that very moment eternal life starts it's not sometime after your death that eternal life starts it starts at that moment and then when this old body wears out guess what our life just continues on with him in glory so you never have to worry about death again and so what's the application here well who can receive this gift who can receive this gift well, I'll tell you what, just in the last 10 months, just in the last 10 months, Ricky Moore has received this gift. Just in the last 10 months, Knox Adamson has received this gift. Just in the last 10 months, Zoe Moore has accepted this gift. Just in the last 10 months, Xander Wolf has accepted this free gift. You know what? It's for anyone. It's for boys, it's for girls, it's for young, it's for old. Anyone can receive this gift. And Paul explains that to us in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know who you are? You are whosoever. You can be saved today. If you've come into this place and you don't yet have a relationship with Christ, it can be you and it can be today. But also I want you to see that God's gift must be received. God's gift must be received. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I've had some good friends who have gone through the foster to adopt process and in one of those situations the little boy um, he had been through a terrible situation and and it had been so bad that he had really become very food insecure to the place where um, food had to be placed at the bedside just to be able to rest at night worried that there wouldn't be any in the morning and that's a situation for for many kids who come out of tough situations like that Um, and so it, it took some time but this little boy was was so loved by his foster family, that he finally came to the place where he desired that they might adopt him and that he might become a permanent part of their family. They might become his forever family. And so at the adoption hearing, um, the judge asked that precious little boy if he wanted to be part of the family, which he screamed out, yes, yes. That's what he had always wanted. He would wanted a, a stable family. He wanted a loving family. He wanted a loving mama. He wanted a loving daddy. So he screamed out yes, and, and then the, the judge invited that little boy uh, to finalize that adoption by, by banging that gavel down on that wooden block to c- complete that adoption process. And when he did, that little boy said yes, that, yes to that gift, that free offer of a, of a new family, of a loving family. And, and that day there wasn't a dry eye in that courtroom because people love to see those kind of stories of someone going from an orphan to a son or a daughter. There's something special about that. Well, listen to me this morning. We too have come out of a terrible life. And our terrible life came from slavery to sin. And now there is a loving Father, a loving Heavenly Father who desires to bring you in to His family. But we too must be willing to receive Him. And so look at the response to God's gift that we must have. First, the response is personal. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it tells us, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. To as many as received him. You personally, listen to me this morning, you personally must be willing to make this commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. It can't be mama and daddy warning you to. It can't be a grandparent. It can't be somebody else in church or a family member. You have to come to the place Or you see your great need and you personally have to receive him as Savior and Lord. Nobody else can do it for you. I'd love to just be able to say you're blessed and you're saved and everybody in here be saved. But that's not how it works. You personally have to receive him. But secondly, we see this response is public. Look at Matthew 10, 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. 
there are no secret disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure, Joseph of Arimathea and, and Nicodemus, they tried to. They tried to be secret disciples. They tried to keep it quiet because they, they were, you know, in the upper echelon of, of religious society. And, and what would people think if, if they knew that they were following this, this, this rabbi named Jesus who called himself the Messiah? What would people think? But yet, after Jesus' death, they could keep quiet no longer. And rather than just going to, to some people quietly, who do they go to? They go to Pontius Pilate himself. The very one who has just put Jesus to death. And they say, you know what? We're his followers. We want his body so that we can give him a proper burial. They stood up and they said, we are his. No matter the cost, we want to be recognized as his. And we know that it was Joseph of Arimathea who allowed it to be his tomb that Jesus borrowed. And borrowed is the right term because he wasn't going to need it but three days. But there were no secret disciples they stood up and they said, I belong to him. When you get married, you have to have witnesses. People who witness that there's a joining together of two lives. And the same is true in the case of coming into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have truly moved from death to life, if you have truly moved from being under the wrath of God to being a son or a daughter of God, you're going to want people to know about it. You're going to want to tell somebody. If you want to keep it secret, you probably haven't experienced salvation. You're going to want to tell people. And so, what a joy it is to declare to the world that you belong to Jesus. But then thirdly, the response is prompted. It's prompted. John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8 says this, And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water, that is the flesh, and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but, know, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Listen to me. Unless the Holy Spirit of God is prompting you to turn away from your sin and to turn to Christ, you will never desire to come to Jesus. But if He is... If the Holy Spirit of God, if he, is, if he is convicting you today, you're not going to be able to stay in that seat. You're going to want to run up here. You're going to want to run up and you're going to want to turn away from sin and turn to him. Because you're going to recognize that, that you need, you desperately need that relationship with him. And it needs to be today. Listen to the voice of the Lord this morning. And if he's calling you, don't wait to come. This morning I got something here. I got a $20 bill. It's a real $20 bill, okay? It's worth whatever U.S. currency is worth right now. Maybe not much. But it is a $20 bill. Who wants this $20 bill? If you want it, come get it. If you want this $20 bill, come and get it. If you want the $20 bill, come and get it. If you want the $20 bill, come and get it. There you go. What on earth is wrong with you people? That was 20 bucks. Now I can take, fill us out to McDonald's. It's a real 20, isn't it? It's a free gift. Did, did, I, did you have to do anything? Just got it. Now, now Phyllis will probably tell you, Roger's going to spend that $20 bill before the day's over. It's going to be gone. Listen to me. 
there's a gift offered to you this morning that's worth a whole lot more than $20. And it is free. Just receive it. And so many of you, like I said, pride's going to keep you in your seat. And there's a gift that's being offered that will change not just this life, but it's going to change your eternal destiny and destination of moving you from being under the wrath of God to being a son or a daughter of God, for your destination being hell to your destination being glory in heaven. Why would you sit in your seat and say, no, I don't, I'm too embarrassed to go up there. I'm too embarrassed to go and get Jesus. I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody that I need Jesus. Many of you have been wrestling this for, with, with this decision for quite some time. Why would you put it off another day? Could there be a better day than Resurrection Sunday to move from death to life? He wants you. He wants you so bad that he literally moved heaven and earth and came after you. I beg of you, come to Jesus. Lord, Heavenly Father, this morning, I'm praying right now that you're stirring hearts. And that we got many folks this morning who are going to be brave enough to stand up and say, I'm done with sin. I'm done with living on my own. I'm done with, with being scared. Jesus, I want you. I want you more than I want all this other. I want you. Jesus, save souls of young and old alike today. Lord, do the work that only you can do in hearts and lives. And Lord, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a celebration today. First of all, because of your resurrection, but second of all, because of what it is, what it has meant in the lives of individuals. So Lord, today, you do the work. You do the work that only you can do. And I pray that many will receive you this morning. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.